Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. How you doing? I'm here at Radio Free Brooklyn, which is the greatest radio station in the West Western Hemisphere, because I've checked. I've checked all the stations. This is absolutely the best. And this is why you should con- you should check us out. You should go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Check out all. We have such great programming. Uh, and also, you you could like help us out because we are a great community station, and uh, you know we need some help. And uh, I want to tell you who's on today because it is so thrilling for me. We have a somebody who started out. Uh, at Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm going to say they started out their radio career. They now work at Sirius. They got a job this year uh, in February of 2020. It's now 2021. But anyway, uh, my good friend Ben Lewis, who uh, I got real heart for, has been on my radio show. I think this is the third year third year in a row uh the first the first show of every year and when ben left radio free brooklyn to get his job because he got his job at sirius we made a pact that he'd be on every year and so i just did a little intake with him and there's some really great stuff so i just have to do the i just have to tell you about city running tours and then we'll get to it okay so you know, do you know that, have you guys heard of City Running Tours? It's really pretty awesome. Their website is cityrunningtours, just like that, dot com, and it's slash New York City. And what they do is really awesome. They take runners and runners of all, you know, you don't have, you could just be a starting runner. It's Frankly, guys, it's probably a good way to make, meet chicks. Okay or whoever you want. There's probably a great place to meet people because they, they're probably going to be in pretty good shape. They like running, but you don't have to be in good shape. Never mind. Just, just, it's a tour, right? So they take you around different boroughs and they show you around the borough and uh, a lot of unique thing, the history of the neighborhood, personal recommendations from your guide. It's a really unique thing. And you can choose from 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. If you come out to Bushwick, where I am, let me know. We'll sh- I'm sure there's so much great graffiti wall art here. It's like the capital of the world for graffiti art. So I'm just going to personally recommend that. So go to radio, I mean, go to cityrunningtours.com and find a tour and join up. Um, It's a really healthy thing to be doing right now. And I also want to let you know, if you are struggling, and there are a lot of people that are struggling and and reasonably so, and also, um, just so you know, I'm a self-proclaimed psychotherapist, okay? I'm not licensed. So if you need a licensed therapist, go to 888-NYC-WELL, you can call them, or you can text 65175 if you need help. And don't, 
you need help. This is a fucked up time in the world. You need help. So don't hesitate. Okay. So Ben, it is so good to see you. Um, I'm going to tell, I'm going to give you an intro so that you can, you can, you can, I'm going to say all the things about Ben that is so fabulous that uh, Ben can't say because Ben is Ben is too 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 real and modest for this. Uh, first of all, as I've said to Ben's hot, okay, but also <laughs> also no, he was a football player or something. But right in high school, weren't you a football player? High school and college. High school and college. He's like the kind of guy you can see him on a sporting team, like low key, everybody's friend, wants to help, you know, does what he can, that kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's that kind of guy. And Ben started out the radio station three years ago. Was three years ago? What year? 2017. Yeah, 2017. And we recognize Ben. Ben was a young man. He's third. He was just thirty in November. So that was what were you? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. I was twenty seven. Uh, I was about to turn twenty seven when I started. Twenty seven. So anyway, so Ben was um, twenty seven, and we all could tell that like this young guy is really hungry for radio. And you didn't know anything about radio, right? Nope. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> you didn't know anything. And so anyway, this is a story about Ben. Ben, who I've connected with every year for the past, this will be the third year in a row. When when I first got to new, know Ben, he was starting out. Now he has like a dream job is serious. Okay, so we're going to take it from there. Let's just do that and, and see like how the fuck did he get here? Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about what it was like when you, those early days at Radio Free Brooklyn, like, what were you thinking? What, 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 you didn't know anything about radio, but what did you have in mind? You were excited to be there, obviously. What was that like? Tell us about that. What your life was like then. Uh, honestly, like from the time I got to Radio Free Brooklyn and the the time, like I, the from the moment like I walked into that first meeting, like I felt like I had found like my purpose in life. Like wow. to, be to be completely honest, like I walked in and met with Tom and then I started just showing up to everything. And then I was just like, man, I love this. Like, and I was just like, I'm going to soak in as much as I possibly can from all of these people who have been doing this for years. And I'm just going to, work until I get an opportunity and that came like fairly quickly. I remember my first time like being on air before I got my show, I ended up having to do like a two hour spot like by myself because yeah. the the co-host I had bailed on me like as I put as I drove to the station, I parked, I looked at my phone, I saw a text message from the the it was uh, actually one of my best friends. He was supposed to be my co-host that day. And he was like, yeah, I can't make it. So I was like, wow, like I have to be on the air for the first time ever for two hours by myself. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like it went pretty good for someone who had never been on radio, didn't understand like how to speak, didn't understand what cadence is to use. Wow. Like, like, I just, I felt like I did pretty good. Yeah. And then from, from that moment on, I was like, I, I had like a, I get like a rush, like there's an excitement that comes like, 
being in front of that microphone and just knowing like there's little to no room for error in radio like you right. know this like you're live like everything you're doing good or bad is going over to however many hundred thousand million whatever the number is people are listening wow and while that would make like some people like nervous that gave me a rush and I got out of there after that two hours I was sitting in my car heart beating all fast and I, was like, <laughs> I was like this is this is it like this is what I need to do like, wow this, this, wow this wow that gave me the chills guys hearing that. <laughs> no I mean we knew we could tell right away how this but the thing is what's so what's so funny is that you you didn't really know you knew you you had an instinct about radio that you wanted to be on radio but you didn't know anything like how where what what where'd that come from what what where did your interest in radio come from and how did you hear about radio free brooklyn like where where did you come from how'd you get there <laughs> how'd you get in that room um well i think i might have touched on this before like before I got to Radio Free Brooklyn I was like in corporate America working you know doing a job feeling lifeless you know you know how people in corporate America feel um but yeah so I, I ended up like getting fired from that job and like radio was something that like I was always interested in it was always something that I had listened to like I listened to the radio I guess more than the average person does uh and it was growing up in a house like five other siblings like there's a fight for the TV. You're not going to get to watch what you want to watch. Usually the uh -huh. older siblings is going to have control of that. So the radio was the next best thing. So that's really, I always had like an interest in it. I always yeah. used to feel like, like I wanted to, I used to feel like I was being pulled in that direction, but I would always fight it because it just wasn't like the practical thing to do. <laughs> especially, especially coming from like a, a West Indian house. Yeah, you know, your pa your parents are from Haiti, right? You and your siblings, yeah. your f four other siblings are the first generation to be born here, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like to their understanding, it's like you got to do like the practical stuff. And, you know, going into radio, it was like out of the norm. But well, they also was, didn't have any background on that, right? Because they didn't really understand what entertainment, the entertainment business, right? Did yeah. they in Haiti? No. no I mean, no Hollywood there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's somewhat of it because they do have like Haitian artists and stuff. But oh, they well, of course. But it's not like, you know, America's yeah. all about the fucking entertainment business, let's say. Yeah, it's exactly. So but this they, was like first thing in my life that I was unwavering about like I didn't care what you had to say about it I didn't care what you thought I didn't care what you thought I had to do I didn't care what you thought I should go do I didn't care that you thought that I was being crazy and stupid like I didn't give a damn what anybody had to say I was like this is what I'm gonna do and I'm not gonna stop until I get there so if you're not gonna help me like step aside like get out of my way because you're just gonna stress yourself out trying to change my mind like that's that was my approach to it wow wow um what kind of radio did you listen to when you were a kid was it you know growing up was it just music or were this was it other things talk to because your generation there aren't a lot of radio people i mean radio isn't you know people yeah. are, so did you did you listen to other things besides music uh Hot 97 was like the first station that like I really like was listening to. And then as I got older and, and got more into sports, I found like the talk radio stations that would um, talk about sports and stuff like that. And so that's that's pretty much what it was like. It was it was the music mm -hmm. and, and like, if it was talk radio, it was 
listening to sports talk radio. But you had I both. Yeah, I, I, but I you had both. You had both. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So you start, so you worked your, I mean, not that it, whatever you got on the management team really quickly, didn't you? Like what yeah. happened? What ha so what happened? Finish what happened at radio free Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, I was jumping in, filling in, showing up for everything that you guys needed to me to do. Like I, like that word, that like that volunteer like i took that to heart i was like they're gonna see my face and they're gonna know who i am and they're gonna see me for everything like i'm gonna make sure that my face my voice is imprinted on everyone's mind at radio free brooklyn and i wanted to make sure that my voice was imprinted on all the listeners minds at radio free brooklyn too as you see by how willing i was to do anybody's show at any time of the day so um yeah, that was that was like that was just my mindset. I just wanted to help out as much and, and be as good as a teammate uh, to everybody and help things run as smoothly as possible. And yeah, like you mentioned, it landed me on the management team in like seven months of me being there. Yeah, everybody could see how dedicated you were. You know what I'm remembering about you from the very, very beginning? I remember I think we were at like a social thing, some kind of party at Pinebox, some kind of radio. And oh no, you were helping me produce the shows at um, that other bar. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, but it, I, uh, I was doing live shows. What? Footlight. Foot, yeah, oh no, Footlight. Foot, like yeah, I mean, Laura Reagan, she's she's awesome. I love her. That was, that's her place, I'm sure. I hope it's doing okay, whatever, but... Um, I remember you didn't talk at all. I remember I would try to talk to you and I was, and I was like, you know, I totally like, I don't blame, you know, Ben doesn't want to talk. He's not ready to talk. Fine. You know, I, I get it. I get it. But I remember, and I remember, I think maybe the first time you were on my show, my radio show, I remember you saying something about that you don't like to waste your time with, you don't trust people, you have to get to know them. And I remember thinking yeah. that that was really cool. Like it, it made sense to me. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. He doesn't like, he likes to check people out and make a decision about whether they're decent humans before he invests anything. You were like, you're not like, you can't possibly be, still be like that, are you? Uh, to to an extent, I'm a in lot in your more. own mind. But you talk now, like if you were at a social <laughs> thing at work, you would talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it, yo, it had, it, and being like in this like industry in this field, it brought it out of me because it's like a lot of it is based on relationships. So I, I can't know. build I can't build relationships if I'm going to a social event and I'm sitting by myself. Like I have to walk around and mingle. So I kind of had to like force myself to like uh, like Ben be more social talk to people people aren't as bad as you think <laughs> you know so it was like yeah you could still very much check people out and feel them out right 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 even though like you know while talking to them and while getting to know uh -huh. them and you know what I mean see so if, if I, people don't I, act appropriately appropriately with me that's a, that's a definitely a big check in the right box like i love people that aren't worrying about like whether they have to socialize at a office at a party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that made real points with me actually ben doesn't need to 
Ben doesn't need to be the center of attention, which, you know, which is a really awesome, you know, you're the real deal. You do the work, Uh, which all of you should be thinking about. Do the work. You know, it's not about like who you are. It's about do the work and get respect for the work. Right, man? That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do the work. So uh, then so you were at the radio station and then you you were really, really, you were always, yeah, you could tell right away and your show. So your show did really well too, right? You were getting a lot out of your, it was a two hour show, right? Yeah. It started as a, as a one hour show on Monday mornings and then got, uh, I switched to the uh, Thursday evening spots. That was two hours. And that's when like everything started doing really well like mm-hmm. show wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I started like getting my name out there as far as like in the indie music scene, like the indie hip hop, indie R&B music scene. Like I started putting myself out there more. Uh-huh. And, and what do you mean just, by that? What do you mean by that? Like would, going to things or explain? Yeah, explain. I would. I would uh, so back when things were normal, you would. Uh, <laughs> I remember. You know, people, people would get together and listen to music. Remember that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I used to like, go on Eventbrite and find whatever like little indie shows are going on, buy a ticket and go mm-hmm. by myself. And then like, I would make sure like I would do my best. I'm, I'm a big guy, so I could push to a crowd pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So I'd make my way to all the artists as they got off the stage. I'd meet with them. I connect with them. I let them know like, Hey, I'm over at Radio Free Brooklyn. I do a show every Thursday. Love to have you on sometime. Like we're not, you know, we don't ask for money to get you played on the air. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just connecting Mm -hmm. with people that Mm -hmm. way and kind of got my name out there like that. And that's what kind of helped like the show kind of grow. And that's what helped. Like when I started doing the live shows, I had got myself known to a point where people were coming out and I was able to pack out uh, the shows. Yeah. 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 Cause, uh, guys so pine box that's a local bar and ben did some you know we were scheduling i mean ben killed it i mean those shows were packed and i have to tell you that's a big deal at pine box to get a crowd like ben ben really was able to pack those shows it's no small thing um everybody was always like i mean i helped you set up the first show but after that they were like Who's that? Ben, whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saturday Seriously. night, whatever you want. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it got to a point where um, I think his name is Jake. Was that who? Uh, to you, Tony or Jake? Brooklyn? Oh, Jake's the booker, right? Yes. It got to a point where he like was like, hey, do you want like almost like a, a residency a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. You want, yeah. You want a slot like every month to do a show. And I was just like. The, sh- the live shows wasn't really like in line with what I wanted to do. So I didn't take the every month slot, but I tried to do something like every other month or every couple months. Yeah. Yeah. And you were definitely bringing your own crowd because like, that's not the kind of like there, that wasn't like the, you know, people coming to see music like that aren't people, they don't have bands like that. All That's not the regular yeah. thing at all. Yeah. So I mean, you are I- bringing your own crowd and a huge crowd. I'll say it. I was bringing black people to. <laughs> Thank you. Black people. We have black people. There are black people there, but not like, uh, not in a group. Not, not in a big numbers group. that like. Not in a big, large group. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it's true. Yeah. True. 
and the and the drink prices were just great at, at oh uh, yeah yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it was good for it was good it was great good deal. it was a good deal for everyone oh the bar made money like the the show made money like and the last show i did i was actually and this is like a really big deal for me i was actually able to pay my headliner 200 bucks because the show did so well. Are you kidding? Are you yeah. kidding? That's well, I'm not like, kidding, but... <laughs> yeah, oh no, my seriously. God, that's like unheard of. That's unheard. That must be a record. Seriously, I've never heard of anything like that. And they've had, they do have comedians there, and they've had some really big comics I've seen there. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know anybody who's ever gotten paid that for doing a show there. Wow, that's awesome. Um, are you so? Are you doing any live? Are you doing any radio? You're, I mean. Not to jump ahead, but are do you have any of your are you doing radio now? Any of your own shows on your own or you're just really involved with your job and uh well so my approach at Sirius is like I'm taking the same approach there that I took at Radio Free Brooklyn. It's just anything that they're asking for, anything that they need, like I'm jumping up to volunteer for. So like I'm I'm helping run interviews, I'm helping producing shows, I'm helping answer phones for shows, like I'm editing interviews. I'm doing everything under the sun that anyone could possibly need from me because, like, this the, the formula works. Like, put yourself out there, do the work, let them know like you're dependable, let them show them that you have the strong work ethic, and then when the opportunities start to come, you're on top of mind because you've jumped at so many other things and you've been willing to do some of the not so glamorous stuff you've been willing to do the the glamorous stuff you've been willing to do the cool stuff or sometimes when the cool opportunities come in like working on the show with LL Cool J like I was telling you before my name comes up because I've been jumping in for all this other stuff and so I'm staying on top of mind so the same approach I took when I got to Radio Free Brooklyn is the same approach that I'm taking as serious and and like who knows if this if this like pandemic didn't hit and they had to freeze all the hiring and all that stuff i who knows what like other opportunities i i could have gotten like i I, it took a while to kind of adjust to how to like get myself out there virtually because like i felt like i was a good like people person i felt like just meeting someone and making that connection shaking their hand was like one of my strong suits like i feel like i could i could hold a good conversation I'm, i'm a cool person i'm a nice guy you know but i it took me a while to kind of learn how to pivot and and kind of try to bring show people that side of me virtually and so that's something that I've been doing now and now I've even gotten like opportunities like outside of work with DJs that are on that are at Sirius to kind of help them with some of their projects that they're doing on the side that's helping me get my name out there more you know so Wow. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. So you, you're focused on developing through your work. You don't feel like you're, you know, you're not, you're, you put hold on your own personal project, which makes it your personal project is expanding your footprint at work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because if I, if I don't do that, then when the opportunity, when they need a new on air person, like I haven't showed, I haven't, if, if I'm not putting myself out there, if I'm, I'm not showing them that I'm dependable and reliable, then like, how could I expect them to possibly think of me when these opportunities come up? Right. And they're also seeing your talent, which is formidable. Yeah. So, okay. I just want people to understand how you got from Radio Free Brooklyn, a nonprofit freeform radio station to uh, series. So 
you were you took you decided to go back to school, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was what two two about two years into Radio Free Brooklyn. Like, just I had been at that point. I'd been like applying to different jobs, and the biggest thing I felt like was getting in the way was that they were looking at my resume. They saw like all the experience, everything like that lined up, but they there just wasn't that like communications degree. Mm-hmm. So like I had I made the decision to kind of invest in myself and was just like, all right, well, I need to go back to school because if that's the one thing that's in that's that's getting in the way of me, you know, kind of advancing to the next level, advancing to the, another like major station then why why am i not doing that so i made the decision and i was just like all right i'm gonna go back to school and i'm gonna like learn some of the things and and the school was really helpful for me because what it did it learned it it taught me how to speak radio in these interviews what do you mean what do you mean like certain like terminologies and certain things that you know uh because because like the 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 interface the Radio Free Brooklyn, the model is like very user friendly. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Tom has, oh, has right. Tom has made it so that like it's it's so simple that like you just need a couple training sessions and then you could right. you could kind of run things on your own. Right. And it's not like that at, at any other station, you know, like it's it's right, right, all these right, right, boards, right. All these softwares right. and these programs that you gotta learn. And I didn't know any of that. So right. kind of filled, school filled in the the blanks for like where my experience didn't like like add up. So school kind of taught me like this is the software that all the major stations are using. This is the board that they're all using. This is how ah. you use the board. This is the terminology that that you use, you know? Like this is, you know, what goes into creating a show. This is, you know, they taught me like all that radio. Oh, that's great. You must and uh that must have been so great just to discover that what you didn't know, right? You didn't even yeah. know what you didn't know. Exactly. Right? So then when you finished school, then then you how did you get the job at Sirius finally? Um, after I finished school, I just started. Because I remember there were some there were there. I remember you applying for a bunch of you were frustrated at a certain point. I remember. Yeah, I was very frustrated. It wasn't it wasn't like you just landed a job at Sirius. Ah. You went that was a how long how long was it between school and getting that job at Sirius finishing school? It was a year. I finished yeah. school January, finished school like January 20th. I didn't lie and I didn't get uh the job until January 2nd of 2020. That's when I got the phone call and was like, you're hired kind of situation. So it, it took a year after I finished school. And that must have been a real struggle, right? You were living you're living with your family where they did what was what was that? Were they like, what are you doing? Are are you never I mean, did they did what happened there? What happened there? Would they like get your get a job? Just get yeah. a job. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much what was going on. Like I finished school and they gave it like a month and then they're like, oh, he doesn't have a job. All right. Well, you need to do this. You got to do that. Uh, like, what are you going to do? What's your plan? And it's like, you know my, what my plan is. Like, there's no other plan. This is the plan right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, that year was was like really difficult because I started like getting frustrated within myself because I was like, all right, I did. Now I got this. I got the degree. I went to school. 
I got the degree. So what's the problem now? Like I was kind of getting frustrated and maybe dealing with my own uh, a little bit of entitlement, you know, how oh. us women are. Um, like thinking hmm. like thinking like I deserved some opportunity just because. Really? Yeah, I had to I had to deal with that a little bit. I didn't um, know that. I didn't know that. I remember um telling you that you know, to be patient. I remember, I remember having a conversation about how young people aren't patient. You want it right away and things take time. Yeah, absolutely. I remember um, that. You do? But I remember saying it'll happen, right? Yeah. yeah. I did, right? Yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Ben. I knew, I believed in Ben. But um, that is really, that is really, that is really hard. So when you got the job, like, look at all you went through so that when you got the job, you're like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like I've never yeah. seen you this happy. I mean, this is the third year in a row and like your life is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's crazy what a difference like a year makes. Yeah. So I, I, um, I think it's really interesting about, so like, Guys, I did a little intake with Ben. Like things are going really well for Ben. Like three years ago, Ben um, was frustrated with, you know, he really wanted, we talked about how he really wanted, well, three years ago, we talked about you breaking up with a girl. You guys can go back into the archives and find that. And then uh, last year, um, you know, things were going better. You were talking a lot about your relationship with your family and stuff. And this year it seems to have all really come together in a lot of ways. Like you, you're in a relationship that you're hap very happy with, it seems right. Yeah. And you're, career is going in the absolute right direction. And, you know, I'm sure you're really hungry to get back after the pandemic, but even now it sounds like it's growing a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you, sure. it seems like, you know, a lot is, what about your relationship with your family? How's that changed over that time? Cause they must have been really frustrated with you as well. So that seems to be better. How's that change? Uh, it's, it's a lot better. Cause like now, I felt, I felt like, I don't know, no one ever said this to me, but like kind of when you're like going through that struggle and not like, you know, having like a consistent job and not being able to make like consistent money. Like I started to feel like I was like being like a burden. Like if we were, if there was something that we all wanted to like do for our parents, I wasn't able to pitch in. I wasn't able to like help out. Like, so that like really like got to me. And then now it's something that I'm able to do all that stuff now because like not only am like I'm I'm making money now, so it's right, like of course, yeah. So it's like I I guess I feel more valuable. I don't know if that's even a good way to think about it, but I, I don't feel like as as much as a burden because now it's just like I don't need to like ask for anyone for help or I don't need to ask anyone to pay for me if we go out as a family to dinner to celebrate somebody's birthday. You know, like just those little things that I can now do. Like I, if I want something nice for myself, I can go out and get it. Like just those, those are the little things that's like come out of it that has helped me just feel a lot happier overall, because it's like, there was some moments of me feeling a little bit like worthless because I, like, I don't know, I guess your value as a man sometimes is tied to like, what you can do or what you can provide for people so i felt like i got caught up in that a little bit and like that's something that i i'm working on to not feel that way because like you know things are up and down in life 
but um it's something that i i feel a lot better about now like i'm actually able to help out i'm actually able to do stuff with people i can do something nice for myself i can do something nice for my girlfriend i can do help do something nice for my parents like all these things just kind of adds to like the overall like happiness that i've been feeling this year mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um it's sort of like it's a way of showing uh you know emotion really it's not i mean because you were saying that do you feel like it's a guy thing does your girlfriend give you shit about it like you have to pay for things or no she no? she's actually no. she's uh she hates it <laughs> she hates that you pay for everything or you want when yeah, you want to pay for things yeah because she's one of those women who like very much like i don't need a guy to pay for this that and the third so it's just like sometimes it's a little bit of a, of a fight to be like i got it oh uh, i gotta talk yeah. to her it's fine it's absolutely fine to let a guy yeah. pay for you. absolutely fine yes, yeah i'll fix that up we should have you well yeah um uh what was i gonna say so um but I, I think it's really interesting, like the journey. So like, you know, things are like, what, what I want people to understand is like how you all on your own, like no one, no one told you to do radio. No one, you didn't have like a radio, you know, your, your father's a pastor, right? Yeah so there is maybe a radio there is a talent or a radio connection there what do you think a performance yeah for sure like yeah. growing up just seeing him is because preaching is performing you have to be charismatic to be up there and have everyone's attention for however long you're going to be up there talking you know there is there is a performance factor to that and just mm -hmm. kind of being like not exactly being taught like hey this is how you do it like he didn't take me or my brother or any or my sisters aside and say hey this is how you speak in front of people like it was just kind of just kind of growing up it's there every week every day sitting there watching him watching other people do it i i would definitely say like my willingness to speak in front of a crowd and my willingness to i mean speak yeah technically speak in front of a crowd on radio too my willingness to do that and my fearlessness to do that, it, it definitely comes from seeing him do it on a weekly basis and having just people just sitting there for 45 minutes to an hour every Sunday, hanging on to like every word that he has to say. Cause he's an engaging speaker. Um, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where, where, and he's a pastor. Where is, can I ask where the church is? I, I kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I want to go. I want to see your dad do it. It's 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 in a, it's a church in East Flatbush. Um, uh -huh. It's actually okay. This is ironic. This is funny, but it's on Church Avenue. Oh, and, that's uh, funny. Do you yeah. know Kay Edwards? I just have to fit this in. Do you know Kay Edwards um, on yes. our on the radio station now? She does a great show on Sunday mornings. Have yeah. you heard? She, it? She had just started, yeah, she had just started around the time that. Um, yeah, that she she had never done anything like that, and she's really talented. But anyway, the thing that I was going to say that's really cool is that um the show's called what k said oh what oh my god i'm gonna screw it up what does k say something like that and i can't believe i can't remember it uh sorry k you're the best uh but what's really cool about being a pastor as if you put it into the terms of being 
performing is that uh, it's very altruistic, unlike most performing, because what he's doing or what I think the job is, is really speaking through, through God or spirituality. It's not like a personal agenda. It's not to be reflected on you as a performer. It's not because you're talented at singing or you've got like some vision of like, you know, uh, you know, writing or music, some vision, personal vision that you're trying to get out there. What you're really trying to do is connect with people with this um, thing, whatever it is, that's bigger than, than everybody in the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say though, it does like, it, it does have, yeah, it has to do with like spirituality and, and, and stuff like that. But I do feel like, um, it, you do have to bring your, like your, you do have to show a little bit of individuality. Um, oh, of course. I mean, what you said yeah. about your dad goes without saying, uh, yeah. charismatic, a good speaker, like anybody could theoretically do it, but to, for any, I mean, the bottom line about, I think for any performer is the ability to hold an audience for whatever yes, reason, absolutely. where people are getting, get gaining from being in the room with you on stage where they're enjoying it. They want to be there. It's got to mm -hmm. be compelling. So yeah. you personally have to be compelling, which he must be. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like he's got those, he's talented. He's inherently talented. We've, he has to be, or he wouldn't be able to yeah. do that. And he wouldn't like it. He wouldn't be good at it. He'd hate it. <laughs> Everybody <Right>. be drifting <laughs> off. Hey, listen yeah. to me, you know. Right, exactly. Uh, but, but what I'm saying, what a great example that is, is because it's performing, but probably in the most selfless way that oh, you yeah. can perform and i think that is really really awesome yeah no for sure i totally agree yeah so that's probably a great inspiration and that's one of the things that i like about radio in general is that it's not a show-offy kind of medium right no not at all yeah i mean it can be but um so know who you are <laughs> yeah howard stern but oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know Howard? Do you get to see him a lot? You're at Sirius. You know what's funny? He has his whole, he has his own separate wing in the office. Oh, no. And, like only select people have, like only select people's card access is allowed to go there. And I've spoken to people that have been there for 10 years and they're like, I've never seen Howard Stern. Like, wow. Yeah, like it's like seeing a unicorn. If he's like, he rarely like walks around. Like, what kind of reputation does he have at Sirius? Do people just have no no thought, or do they think he's snobby? Or uh, from who everyone I spoke to, they they all love him. I mean, I mean, oh, I mean, obviously, okay. the guy's legendary in in radio. Yeah, of so. course. Yeah, of course, of course. I was alone in an elevator with him once. I know. Did you, did you see anything? <laughs> no, I remember it very well. Though it was like a freight elevator, and I was like, "That's got to be Howard Stern. That's Howard Stern." <laughs> but like, what do you say to Howard Stern when you're in an elevator with him briefly? Because he's so like he could, 
You'd yeah. say hello, and then he'd make you feel like you're this big if you don't say it the right way. Or he's scary, <laughs> right? He, 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 yeah, he's right. too he's powerful like... to talk to. Uh, he's too he's too verbally powerful to talk to. So um, I think it's really cool, though, that like um, your focus on radio seems to have. I mean, I I love this about creative creative endeavors, and that's your journey as a creative endeavor, Ben, because you are self-motivated and you have a vision of what you want from what you're doing. And I think what's really cool is that how all that stuff is kind of bringing you a lot of happiness, right? Like yeah. you are, yeah, like your success, or I don't even want to call it your journey, right? Yeah, just like I think about, and then I was thinking about this, like leading up to to our sit down right now. Is just like I was thinking about where I was at, like the first time we sat down, and where I was at the second time we sat down, to where I'm gonna be, to where I'm like at now. And I was just thinking, like the the growth, the you know everything that that I've gone through has just been crazy. And I remember telling you, I, I think it might have been the second time we sat down, where you asked me like what my goal was kind of like career wise. And I was like, I want to be at a major station by the time I'm 30. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like literally the year I'm supposed to turn 30, I get, I get the job at Sirius. And I was just like, like, it's, it's so crazy about like manifesting and putting things out there and just kind of sticking to it and doing the work of course, and not just saying that you want to do it and sitting on your ass and hoping for it to fall into your lap. It was just like, I look back and I'm like, I really did the work. Like I really grinded for this. I really went through the ups and the downs and, and the struggles that come along with like going after your dream. And it it's actually like happening for me. Like it's, it's obviously not the peak, but it's just like, it's, I feel like I've been going in the right direction. And I feel like, you know, some of the things that's come together for me towards the end of 2020 is, is going to push me like, you know, to grow even more in 2021, as far as like, like I mentioned before, just that work ethic, that willingness to do anything, that willingness to help out with, with anything that's needed has gotten me into like other opportunities outside of work with DJs that work on, work at Sirius and work at other radio stations too. And just being able to help them and, and like them, like my name being brought up in, in these rooms with some of these DJs. And now it's like, People are like, well, oh, who's Ben Lewis? Like, why, why is this guy bringing him up? Like, what's, what's he have to do with anything? And so, mm -hmm. that's been like the, one of the craziest like things for me. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Last year, I when I think back on our talk last January, in the beginning of January, um, it, it, I remember feeling that you were um, not as not try. I'll, I'll just say it, just trying to be confident but not truly confident. Like you were really ambitious about your career, but it was, you were frustrated and you were trying to keep your, you know, confidence up. And you were also trying to work out, and in a positive way, things I think with your dad in your mind, 
you guys can listen to all this stuff, okay? That's all. I'll put links up. It's, it's all cringy, but yeah, you can listen. To it, it is cringy. <laughs> you can make fun of Ben. Uh, right. Exactly. Uh, and I, it won't just be me making fun of Ben anymore. We'll all make fun of Ben. Um, so I really like, like, it seems that, you know, the you needed something on your own to ground you you had to find something on your own to ground you and now it's like really made a lot of things it's just really helped you develop as an individual and has smoothed a lot of things with your family let's talk about your girlfriend can we talk about your girlfriend can we talk about your relationship yeah let's do it let's talk about how that's important because the first session that we did together in January of 2017 or 18, I guess, whatever it was, um, you went through, you were going through a breakup and I'm sure that, it, I mean, good for you for having a serious relationship, but you seem so much more mature now. Like, what do you think, what have you learned about chicks? Tell us that since that breakup. Like, well, what's um, mature about your relationship? What have you learned? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. What have I learned? Uh, oh, how do you think you've matured as a as a as a dude? Uh, you know, he's silent. I'm, yeah, I'm I trying stump to think. Ben. Like. I stumped Ben. <laughs> yeah. Well, did um, you? Mm -hmm. I, no, I was gonna say like for for certain communication while like my communication as far as what my expectations are and what I want is a lot better uh and I'm more understanding of the fact that like my happiness is not like it shouldn't my personal happiness shouldn't be based on you know someone else I think when when I came in when we sat down the first time I was like in a I was clearly I, I mean I was unhappy and the reason like I was unhappy for the most part was like I was trying to find it through that relationship uh. and it was just like you know wanting she we clearly weren't on the same page obviously you know because she had other ideas in mind for her life and that didn't include me and I was like a hard pill to swallow because I was just like you know I've kind of focused everything on on that relationship and thinking like well if this works out then I'll be happy and then everything else will fall in line and I just had to learn to really just work on myself and work like take responsibility for the things that is in my control and not to worry about to not to worry too much about the things that aren't in my control and just like being able to understand that like you can be the best possible person you can be to some for somebody or to somebody but if it's not meant to be, it's just it's just not gonna mm -hmm. not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So I think like coming to be uh, accepting that has been one of the biggest um, thing, one of the biggest points of growth for me. And as well as uh, communication, as well as like, um, like I said, being able to voice my opinions about certain stuff. I felt like I was I was not I was a little bit of a of a pushover that oh. at that time, relationship wise, like not standing my ground on things that I felt or things that I wanted or things that I believed in and just kind of giving in to whatever it is that she wanted or whatever it is that she felt was best for me or she felt was best for the relationship. And it was just like, now I'm at a point where like, 
I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, this is what my plans are for myself. Like, and I'm going to put in the work to get there. I'm not relying on you to make me happy. Like I'm, I'm doing the work within myself. I'm communicating. And I remember one of the things you told me in, in that first meeting was that like, uh, like when it came, when it came to like, I didn't, I, one of the first things like I didn't not putting my foot down and not like being a little bit of an enabler when it came to like the communication stuff, like mm -hmm. just accepting, like, I don't want to talk about it all the time. And it's just like, now I'm like more upfront, like, okay, you don't want to talk about it. Well, if this doesn't get talked about, like, you don't have to talk about it now, but if this doesn't get talked about, like, it's going to be an issue. Like, so like, I'll give you your time, but this is going to get talked about. Like, I'm definitely more stern. I feel like I'm more of a, I guess, leader in a sense in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, oh, yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah. That is a big change. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I picture that. I can picture that. Yeah, because um, I was just like so much like just ah, oh, go with the flow. Like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like, you know, whatever she wants i'll kind of give into that but now it's just like no i'm not gonna do something that doesn't benefit me like if if we're not trying to find a way to compromise and find a way to benefit the both of us then it's just not like gonna gonna happen well you know it's funny because i remember talking to you that first time and thinking that and i think this is real i thought it was very unusual because you really wanted to communicate and your girlfriend at the time was shutting did not she wanted to shut every she did not want to communicate and i thought that was very unusual because um it's she usually communicate. or communicate with you about things that she should have that were important and i thought that was really unusual because you know and, and i actually thought wow well ben wants to communicate you know that's not a hard problem to solve if you find a woman that also wants to communicate and a lot most women do want to communicate so and I think around that time too it was like that's when I really started like hyper focusing on um like my goals and what I wanted to do in life in the direction that I wanted to go in and I think that might have been like a little bit of a, a shock I guess right that's yeah. right because you got really interested in you started taking radio seriously as a career yeah. while you were dating her and she was not happy with that right or right because i mean yeah yeah start, starting out in radio because she i, I guess because my whole thing was always like as when dating is like we're not married we don't have any kids together we don't live together why why is it a problem that i'm choosing to kind of go through certain struggles in pursuit of my dreams like why right. does that bother you so much you know and like i struggled even after getting out that relationship i struggled with like kind of half half-assing like the my career and half-assing some of the things I, I was supposed to do and trying to like make other people happy and and not make them feel like you know I'm not really trying to better myself or I'm not really trying to you know get myself in position to be a provider and all that stuff that you want out of a serious relationship but my whole thing was always like yo there's nothing tying us down to there's nothing putting us in what I call survival mode. Like mm -hmm. once you have a kid, once you like have a place, you got that kind of responsibilities, you absolutely go 
do what you have to do to make sure like those things are taken care of. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have those things, what's the problem? Like, why, why can't I go do this, like this gig that's not paying, but it's giving me exposure. Why is that a problem for you? You right. know what I mean? Like, so those are the, some of the things that some of the compromises that I'm like, I'm not making with myself. Like I had to learn to stand my ground and really stand for the things that I wanted. Cause like I wasn't doing that and it was causing me to be unhappy. And in return, like I wasn't like always the most pleasant person. I wasn't always the most yeah. motivated person. Cause it's just like, I'm not, I can't, I, if I, I can't motivate myself to do something I don't want to do. Like, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was doing that a lot. And I, I feel like I'm not doing that now. And I'm, and I'm with someone who's not asking me to do that. Like now it's just like, I sit down with, her, I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. And she's, her thing is always, and, and this is how we are with each other. She's like, okay, this is what you want to do. How can I help you do it? How can, how, wow. what can I do to help you get there? And it's the same way. Like she's trying to, she's building up her, her business now. Like she, she started a subscription box where she's like um, selling these natural, she's partnering with different vendors and they're selling these natural products for your skin that do these different things. And now it's like, we're very much like, okay, how can, what can I do to help you succeed? What can I do to help you, you know, help this project that you're working on get off the ground? And that's something that I've never like had before. Like since I've been dating while I've, while I've been pursuing radio and dating, like I've never had someone like that support. I've never come across someone who's like that supportive. It's always been wow. like, it's always been like, oh, why? Like, you're, okay, you're doing, why are you taking more shit? Why are you taking slots at Radio Free Brooklyn to cover for people? It doesn't pay. It's like, so wow. what? Like, this is what I want to do. Like, it doesn't matter. Or, or, oh, you got this opportunity to host a show. How much does it pay? It's like, why? Like, if I tell someone I have opportunity and the first question is how much does it pay? I'm immediately upset. <laughs> it's like, yo, be happy about this opportunity that I got. Like, why, why are you asking me about like how much does it pay? Like, that's not my motivating factor. And I don't think anyone understood that until now. Like now it's like, Hey, I got this opportunity. It's like, Oh shit. Like that's dope. Like I'm happy for you. Like, I'm like, what can I do to help, help you? Like, how can I make this better? Or how can you know, I make it as easy as possible for you to just have to worry about the opportunity and it's vice versa. So wow, that is great. That is really awesome. So see, that's what I'm saying, guys, like how getting on a on a, you know, finding something that a creative path can really put everything else in perspective. And, And that is really, that is so awesome. That yeah, um, and it probably also forced you to realize how committed you were to being on radio doing radio right like it forced you to step up to that plate right yeah i'm like yo i'm i was at a point where like even before i got to serious xm i was like all right if if this if this relationship is taking away from what i'm trying to do i don't need it in my life like friends girlfriends like if you're taking away from, from what I'm trying to do, if, if I feel like you're pulling me, like you're holding me back and you're stopping me from going in the right direction, I don't need to be involved with this. I'll see you when I see you. Like, it's no hard feeling, but right. I got to keep moving. Like, I got to keep moving. I got to, like, I got somewhere that I need to be. I have somewhere that I see myself in a certain amount of years. And I know, like, it's going to take work. It's going to take sacrifice to get there. And I'm going to do it, like, regardless of what's, like, going on around me, like, 
I, I have things I want to accomplish. And if you're not trying to help me th with that, uh, like, see ya. Uh, which brings us to the fact that we only have uh, three and a half minutes left. And talking wow. about, I know, I know, I knew it was going to go fast. So I just want to know, like, what, what we're talking about the future. So what about like where, what's up for this year? What's coming? What, what do you see happening? What are you going to be looking for? Uh, so this coming year, um, I am, I've gotten really interested in like, I want to be promoted. Like I want to get to, I want to become a program director. Like I want to like, that's what you want to do. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, it means I'm in charge of who gets on the air, when they get on the air, what gets played. Uh, if if like a, a oh. record label, yeah, if a record label wants their artists to to get on the air, they got to come sit down. Oh, with me. so you're in charge of the program, but you're not the on-air talent. No, See? but yeah. if you are the program director, you can put yourself on air. Yeah, on air, and so that's kind of a a career goal. Yeah. And even like, I'm, I still work, like, I'm still like, I still want to be on air. Like I still work. Right. Work on my right. But I mean, your next step, do you like, think that's possible in the next year? I have no idea. Like how far are you away now from being from that job? No, that's, that's more like a, like a five-year kind of. Situation. Oh, okay. But the next step is to be like, uh, to, I, I want to get promoted. Like, so, oh, so, right now, so by next, when we talk again next year, you will have been promoted. I wanted to have, yes, I, I will have been promoted. And so, so the next step would be like uh -huh. assistant program. Oh, okay. Two minutes. Yeah. And what about what, what it's, I'm asking, I don't care guys. I'm asking. So what's the goal? Do you have a goal with your relationship with your girlfriend or anything like that? What do you think by next year? Oh, uh, next year I'm thinking a place and engagement. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Does she know that? I mean, she will when she listens to <laughs> when she listens to the show and it comes out, she'll she'll know that now. Really? But, uh, wow. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm saying that to your girlfriends. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. You do sound really like you do sound really it sounds really healthy and you do sound really positive and set and settled. You do sound settled on her. I'm going to say it. I'm not saying that's for I'm that's all I'm saying the way you sound right now. And it and it's really good to see Ben. Uh we got 58 seconds left and I'm going to have to get going but I and you know do what the wrap up but um you made my heart swell. That's all I can say. I couldn't, I, you know, I'm such a huge fan of yours, Ben, as you know, and uh, it's been, it's so rewarding to talk to you because I love watching you, you know, develop. I know you're, I know, yeah. I, anyway, thank you so much for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, this is Dr. Lisa. I'm here every Thursday. Go to the archives. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, uh, donate money, check out, and stick around. We've got great programming this afternoon. Lost and Rewound is on its way up with Elon Danziger. It's a funny show, music, talk, everything great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit about you.